Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. satanic plan manufactured and created to affect your future we block it I say we block it I say we block it I say we block it you only get better you only get brighter you only shine every year you get better you better believe in I said every year you get better every year you get better snake that has put its head in the path of your progress to bite you in the future is dying right now. I say it's dying right now. I say it's dying right now. Your path is smooth. Your path is safe. Your path is secure. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. I speak against evil men. Wicked men who have led, who have 
laid a snare and a trap for you. Hey! Like Haman, the gallows that they built, they will hang themselves by it. I said, like Haman, every gallows they build, they will hang themselves by it. The Lord is your portion. 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 The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your portion. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your portion. The trap that they have laid, they will hang themselves by it. In the name of Jesus, abide the spirit of the wicked and the unreasonable woman. I cast it. Hallelujah. Kalima suka brekefekete. Masikuto onoli ama kendelia baba, endelia baba. Even the demon of self-destruction abide it. You will not destroy yourself. You will not destroy yourself. You will not destroy yourself. You will not destroy your future. Your future is secure. Your future is protected. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. satanic plan satanic move that is planned against you you know the bible said that every tongue that rises up against you will condemn we are condemning every tongue any spirit of accusation that is planned against you in the future we are condemning the table on which they will sit to discuss your, your to, the table on which they will sit to discuss your failure and your disgrace, that table is broken. I said that table is broken. I said that table is broken. I said that table is broken. Any gathering that will gather to bring you into trouble, we scatter that gathering. They will never gather in the name of Jesus. Speaking to eternity, we're speaking to time eternal. You will not be humiliated, you will not be disgraced. Every shame and every reproach is being taken away. The path of the righteous is like this morning, it will get brighter, it will get better. I say, It will get brighter. I say, It will get brighter. I say, It will get brighter. I say, don't get brighter in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. So real. Yeah. You are delivered. You will get better. Oh, hallelujah. Feel the anointing here. Look, a church is a spiritual place. The words that I speak, they are spirit in their life. Amen. Amen. Don't come to church to be entertained. Come to church to receive a prophetic word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why I enjoy Sister Amanda's testimony. It started from Bishop. The camp. The messages. You know, it means when he comes to church, he, he, he is looking for prophetic. Because the thing about the prophetic, that the prophetic creates. Hallelujah. Yeah. So when you come, listen to the prophetic. Amen. Listen to the word that will transform your life. 
and believe it. Hallelujah. And believe it. It's not a lecture. I'm not a lecturer. And I'm not an entertainer. I'm none of the above. The words that I speak, they are spirit. Hallelujah. As she was talking, as for one touch, there's the one touch anointing. Believe it. I say, believe the one touch anointing. Hallelujah. Uh, Life is too short to be going in circles. Make, make sure that you come to the camp because the prophet is going to be there. Yeah. I'm talking about the prophet is going to be there. Yeah. Everything begins with the prophet. You better align yourself with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Wow, what a blessing. Amen. You know, I felt strongly myself somebody was about to destroy him or herself, but that thing has been blocked. It has been blocked. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why we are talking about the devil. Amen. Amen. So today's part three of how to know you. <laughs> Do you love it? it. Today's part three. How to know your enemy and what? I say how to know your enemy and what? You see, it's not to know your enemy and run away. <laughs> we will know him and defeat him. Amen. I'm not teaching you how to know your enemy and run away. Hallelujah. And I like as Sister Amanda says when I go again. You see, she's been listening to the message. Look, you don't have to see a rat to know that there's a rat here. The poopoo of the rat is a sign that there's a rat here. So if you are waiting to see the rat feely feely, he will chew your bread <laughs> and chew your money. When you see the poopoo, you must say, Ah, there's a rat is here. I mean, otherwise, what animal poopoo is like this? So don't say, well, there's no rat here. I didn't see any rat. No. You see the pellets yes. lined up around your, yeah. your kitchen? You must know that, ugh, yes. there's a rat here. So you don't have to see the rat to lay the trap. Yes. The poopoo, hallelujah. Amen. So that's why we say, how to know your enemy. Some things, once you know, some signs, you know that the Satan is here. Yes. Hallelujah. So this whole teaching is, is, you can call, you see, people have all sort of fancy them, spiritual warfare, whatever type you want to give, it doesn't matter. I'm just showing that when this is Satan is here. Wow. By the way, before I even preach, I forgot. <laughs> Let me introduce, I have a very powerful friend of mine here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think I think you should read some before I continue preaching. He's the pastor in Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> so if you are planning to go on vacation in Trinidad and Tobago, <laughs> let us welcome Reverend Kwame. Another Reverend Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me, however. Wow, why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Oh, I think you can do it better than that. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Reverend, I don't think you should go. I will finish just now. You may take your seats. Well, I want to say I'm so excited to be here this morning. Amen. Amen. You know, the lady who was giving the testimony when she was saying that, you know, um, Reverend is connected to our father, Bishop Dag, is so true. You know, when we were little in, in Ghana, before I went on mission, Bishop would always mention his name. And I remember the first time I had the opportunity of playing golf with him. It was so special to me. I'm sure he's even forgotten. So your church is very blessed. Amen. Oh, if some of you don't believe that your church is very blessed. Because you have somebody who learned with our past, our, our prophet. You have somebody who literally spent a lot of time together whilst they were in school pastoring you 
I think the anointing is flowing straight from our prophet and coming. No wonder the testimonies are so exciting. You know, I came, I'm passing through, I came from Ghana for the Give Thyself Holy Conference and um, it was awesome. Um, the first time we were able to send some delegates from the Caribbean. Very awesome time. They were blown apart by the work God is using our prophet to do in Ghana. And um, I believe that my, when the Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, it's so true because I've never traveled through Newark before. My wife was looking for a ticket and for some bizarre reason, she chanced on Newark and here I am. Amen. And it's been very exciting. I'm so happy to be in your church and I know that your life will never be the same again. My, I've never met my host. Somebody just made me call him and he's hosting me. That's the power of being part of a mega church. You know, I want to say that let's be part of it properly. Um, don't, don't think that this is the only family you have. We have families all over the Caribbean. I mean, now the Caribbean is literally littered with united denomination. We are under Shepherd House International. There are churches all over, missionaries across, building the church. We have a beautiful cathedral in Jamaica, which is our council headquarters. And we have a beautiful cathedral that is also sprawling up in Guyana, Georgetown. And I am working in prophecy because I was casually talking to a reverend and he says he's going to tell the, um, the prophet to also um, get a place in Trinidad and Tobago. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'm, I'm, I'm working in the prophecy. I'm going to come back and testify that the cathedral in Trinidad and Tobago has been built. So it's exciting to be here. And I can't wait to go with my testimony as our sister also gave her testimony. Thank you and see you at the camp. Wow, put your up Reverend Kwame. Hallelujah. Look, like you said, look, we have churches all over the island. We have, in, I mean, uh, Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaica, St. Vincent, St. Lucia. So you have, no, you have no excuse not to go on vacation. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you have no excuse to go on vacation in the islands. I'm glad my wife is not here. I'm in hot park. Don't tell her. <laughs> because yesterday she was on my case. Vacation, vacation, vacation. And I said, I'm busy. If she hears this one. <laughs> but I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> you have to stay right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll go. Amen. But listen, we are a blessed family. Amen. And like I said, you see, all this teaching is about to know the devil. Hallelujah. Because like I said, in medicine, medicine has two components, diagnosis and therapeutics. Okay? The large component of medicine is diagnosis. Once you make a diagnosis, treatment is easy. You see, if, if, you, if the problem is, if the problem, what is causing your, uh, your problem is a worm. Have a worm. That's why we are losing weight. <laughs> If a worm is making you lose weight, then no amount of, you see, of food can make you gain weight. You can take ensure, you can take boost. It, what you need is a dewormer. 
You need something to get rid of the worm. Otherwise, you can eat whatever you want to eat. You are feeding, you're only feeding the worm. <laughs> so diagnosis is very important. Amen. And I'm serious. So what I'm saying like, you have an enemy, the devil. So we need to know what 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 represents the activities of the devil so that we can deal with it right. Hallelujah. Because, it, it, I mean, and, and I'm taking my time this, on this teaching because it's very important. Because, you see, it's not everything that's the devil. Some things are you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So if you want to cast the devil, you have to cast yourself out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's take our time. Amen. You see, and, and, and the devil is real. Hallelujah. Yeah. The devil is real. The devil is real. Stop saying that, though, the devil is not real. No, 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 no. No, the devil is real. Hallelujah. And Satan is very happy when you think he's not around. You know, you know one of your greatest advantages when you are killing someone, the person doesn't know that you are not, the person doesn't know that you are killing him. Yeah. It's the best strategy. So the devil is very happy when you think he's not around. Hallelujah. In uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Ephesians 4.27. Please, who is over has the scriptures? Or, or, okay. Neither give place to who? Devil. Neither give place to who? Devil. Neither give place to who? It means you can do some things in your life that can give place to the devil. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? When Jesus said, when Jesus Christ said that, Jesus said that the prince of this world cometh. Okay, which is the devil. But he has nothing in me. He has what? Nothing. He has what? Nothing. He has what? Nothing. It means so, so because neither give place to the devil. Because if you give the devil an inch, he will take a mile. Hey. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So don't give him place. I can I can teach you a bit on this one. You see, some things that you do in your life. You see, for example, what's your khaki? Anybody has a khaki? Oh, no, no. I don't, I'm not talking about this type of keys. Wait. You see, there are two types of khakis. I had this one, yeah. This one, yeah. The nice ones. Yeah. Because if you see a khaki that... This one. You see? Like this one. You see, there are two types of khakis. One that you press and the one that you... I'm not talking about this type. You see? If I press, you see, if I press this key here, or whatever it is, if I press it, okay, if I stand by a group of cars and I press it, the only car that will respond to the pressing of this key is her car. Even though your car may be close, it will not respond. But the only car that will respond, if I hit the panic button, you hear, beep, 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 it's only her car. Your car will not respond. Hallelujah. Any other car nearby will not respond. And the reason why no other car will respond is because in her car, there is something in this key that is connected to her car. So the car has no choice but to respond because something in the, her car is connected to this key. So, but nothing in my car is connected to the key. So you can press this key so many times it will not affect my car. But once there's something in a car that is connected to the key, when I press it, it will respond. So when Jesus said that, the prince of this world come, 
but he has nothing in me. It means no matter the satanic button, it will not affect. But when you do some things that have satanic entrance in you, then the devil, when the button is pressed, it will affect you. So when it says give him no place, it means don't do things that will give you a connection. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what it means. It means don't do something that will give Satan a hold in your life. Because when he gets the hold, then his battles of sickness, disease, poverty, disgrace, when he press, it will respond. Are you hearing me? Because those are his buttons. So when you give him a place, that's why he said the place of this way, he has nothing in me. It means there is no satanic activity that can affect me. Because there is nothing in me that responds to him. There is nothing in me. So, 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 so when I, as much as know your enemy and defeat him, I'm also talking about how to make sure there's no, not, the devil has no effect. has no place in you. That's why give the, neither give the place to the Don't give him place. Because when you give him a place whereby he has access, it means that his buttons, when he press, you have to respond. Mm. Wow. This is deep. Hallelujah. Amen. Look, that is why, you see, you see, that is why one of the best prayers you must pray every day. I feel stronger than anything. It's pray for forgiveness. Pray that God will forgive you and God will have you mercy on you. Always plead the blood of Jesus. Because our daily activities, it gives the Lord double a lot of place in our life. Okay, isn't true? The things we do every day, we actually open a lot of satanic doors. So the only way we can be safe is to pray for forgiveness. Look, everyone who can pray for forgiveness, though, because I tell you, we are all we are some way. So we have to pray for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Pray for the blood. Plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Always pray for forgiveness. So that Whatever venue you have opened, by the grace of God and by the mercies of God, it is blocked. So that when Satan presses the button, you will not respond. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why you should not wake up. That is why you should not wake up and walk in arrogance. Hey, every look, every day when you stand up to pray, ask for forgiveness. Amen. Forgive us our trespasses. That's the lost prayer. Forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Because I'm telling you, every day we make mistakes. We do, Reverend, we do. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't give the devil a place. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Second Corinthians 2, 11. Please quickly. Lest Satan should get an advantage over us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Hallelujah. Lest Satan, maybe go verse 10. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it, for your sakes forgive it. What person is this? Okay. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. Okay? For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgave it, 
For your sakes forgave I in the person of Christ. Semicolon. The reason why Paul said, I don't care what it is, I forgive. In Christ, I don't care who has offended me, who has insulted me, who has cheated me, who has lied to me, who has annoyed me, I forgive. I don't justify whether it was right or wrong. I don't stand on the right at all. I mean, listen, once bitten, twice shy. I don't stand on the, I don't say that well. He should have done. No, I, said, I don't care what it is. No matter the problem, no matter the situation, whether it is a church member, whether it is my wife, whether it is my husband, whether it is my child, whether it is my colleague, I don't care. I simply forgive. And the reason why, see, semicolon, he's giving the reason. Semicolon. The reason why I forgive unconditionally, lest Satan should get an advantage over us. Hey! Hey! You see, it's because you are not spiritual, that's why you cannot forgive. If you are spiritual, you will not play with forgiveness at all. Because every unforgiveness, you give Satan the upper hand. So don't tell me that, well, Robert, you don't know what he did. Even if he raped you, forgive. Even if it was a rape, which is the worst thing that can happen to any human being, even that one, forgive. Less. Because Paul understands spiritual things. He knows that if I don't do this, I have opened a door for the devil. Lest Satan take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant. So it is your, you see, it is your ignorance, your ignoramus, that makes you hold on to bitterness. Why? It means when you hold on to bitterness and you, have offered, uh, and you cannot forgive, it means there is something wrong with you. You are ignorant. You are an ignoramus. You are spiritually ignorant. That's what it means. It means you are spiritually ignorant. It means spiritually you are not bright. It means spiritually you are not bright. Because if you are bright, you know that hey, this thing yeah. And every day you have to let it go. Every day, every day, look, every day you have to let it go. Your friends can annoy you every day. You have to let it go. This boy here can annoy you every day. You have to let it go. Does he annoy you? Okay, good. <laughs> you are annoyed. Does he annoy you? Does, does this guy here annoys you? Sometimes? Huh? Sometimes, right? She's very annoyed, but you have to let it go. And the reverse is true. You also annoy her. Does she annoy you? Uh, yes. I'm just using them because if I come to you, you'll be annoyed. <laughs> That's why I'm using the young ones. But you see, that, that is even a problem. The fact that if I come to you, you'll be annoyed means that you're opening door. Do, do I annoy you? You better say no. <laughs> but you have to let it go. Hallelujah. You see, I'm talking about knowing your enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, we are not ignorant. And let me tell you something. <laughs> somebody said, somebody said that ignorance is very, ignorance or being ignorant is very expensive. Very, it's, it, look, it is very, very expensive to be ignorant. 
It is very costly to be ignorant. You have no idea. If you think, like, like, like I said, if you think education is expensive, try illiteracy. I say if you think education is expensive, try illiteracy. It's more, it, it will cost you more to be illiterate than to pay the school fees. You know, I haven't thought about it. To cost you more to be, to be illiterate. You think the school fees is expensive? Try being illiterate and see. Yeah. I know one time I was going to, uh, one, you know, I play golf. One day I'll play golf with you. I play golf with me. Pray that one day I play golf with you. You're not even interested in playing golf too. Hey! You don't know what it is you are missing. One day I went to the golf shop to go and buy golf clubs, some club. Then a guy gave me the club and I said, oh, this club is too expensive. I said, oh, this club is too expensive. I don't know what the guy saw. He said, it is cheaper than blood pressure. It's, it's cheaper than blood pressure pills. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what the guy said? Yeah. <laughs> he told me that the club that I'm saying is expensive is cheaper than blood pressure pills. So I gotta pay the club so I can keep my blood pressure down. <laughs> That's what he told me. Yeah. <laughs> A white old man. I just look at him and say, okay. <laughs> That was a wise saying. He said it is cheaper. You, see, you think exercise is oh my pain, my back will hurt. It is cheaper than blood pressure pills. Yeah, it is cheaper than. You see that weight loss, that exercise is cheaper than taking arthritis medication. My gosh, you have not you have not thought about it. Hallelujah. That irritating husband is cheaper than foster care. I speak under the action. That irritating husband, as irritating as he is, he's far cheaper than foster care. You try foster care and see. See how somebody will supervise your child to come here. Somebody will come here. You have to sign this. You have to sign that. Stranger. You try it. It is cheaper to tolerate his nonsense. Say yes, daddy. It is far better to live with an annoying husband to, than to divorce. None of you will divorce in Jesus' name. You, you, you have not thought about it. But if you think of it, it's cheaper. Hey! You, let, let, them put the, let, let them put the state on you. Sign this, sign that, do this, do that. Freedom, you are at work, then you are calling, you are rushing because there's a deadline. You have not thought about it. You, see, you are not bright. Ignorance. It's far cheaper. It's far cheaper. It's far cheaper. Look, as annoying as your wife is, it is, look, it is far cheaper to, I mean, worst case scenario, you just sleep in another room for a while. Things will cool down. <laughs> worst case scenario. You just chill. About a week. Things will cool down. 
it is far cheaper than to go get lawyers on your case. Thank you very much. That's another point I'm going to go to. You think, you, you think your wife is some way, she's not sexy. She's far cheaper than a girlfriend. Far cheaper. <laughs> the girlfriend will cost you more. 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 I'm preaching for preaching. Oh, hey, this woman, every day, one way. Take the one way like that. It's far cheaper. <laughs> take, take it like that. You are preaching. <laughs> Try it. I'm preaching, Reverend. I'm preaching it. It's your ignorance. It's your ignorance. That's why the Bible said that. that that's, why, that's why the Bible said that. By an adulterous woman, a man is reduced to a piece of bread. Yes. Such a Look, let me preach. Please sit down. <laughs> you know, that's what Paul said. We are not ignorant. Is it one time we had a? I don't know. I'm sure you also have it at your workplace. Risk management. Yeah. No, no. They have all this risk management whereby they have to come and tell you where all this. Even if you don't go, you have to go and sign because if you don't sign. At my hospital, they have, we have to don't sign. Don't sign. It's mandatory. <laughs> they have to have it on fire that you have been trained. Sexual harassment is one of the mandatory. So, the, like everybody in my hospital has to go through the sexual harassment. I don't know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's every other place. Every large corporation, you have to go through sexual harassment training. Whether you understand it or not, you just have to stand that. So that when the lawyers come, you cannot say you don't know. You see, the hospital is doing this to cover their back. They don't care whether you understand or not. Do you understand? And I remember the, the legal, uh, the lawyer who was teaching the class. Obviously, he's a lawyer who teaches such a class. One of the things that he said that, that caught my attention is that he says most of the largest lawsuits, okay, in sexual harassment, okay, most of the cases of harassment, most of the largest that companies go through are, is because of what people don't know. And they don't know that they don't know. Did you hear what he said? What you don't know, and don't know that you don't know. Because it's some things that you don't know, but you know that's why I don't know. But no, you don't, you don't even know that you don't know. That's what he said. He said the largest lawsuit comes from what people don't know, and don't even know that they don't know. Then he explained. He says when it comes to, I'm just saying, sexual harassment. The only definition of a sexual harassment is for the other party to say that your behavior or your action made me uncomfortable. I'm coming. So he said, so that's why he was saying that. And, and he said that uh, when it comes to even flirting and sexual harassment, it varies in culture. Culture to culture. So he, he gives us to say in certain cultures, when you talk to a woman and you look at a woman face to face, it's a proposal. So you find that in those cultures, the women are always looking down. That's terrible. So if you have a colleague who is from that culture and you are talking and you are doing this, what's where you come from? Tapping. <laughs> I mean, where you are not 
come from? Oh! No, it's, it's been a while, it's been a while, it's been a while. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's been a while, it's been a while, Jemima. Oh, it's been a while. That's where you come from. But in a certain culture, when you do that, yeah. So far as you are concerned, so far as you are concerned, harassment is did I kiss you? Did I touch your breast? So are you hearing me? This was what this was even what got Joe Biden into trouble. Joe Biden. Because so far as Joe Biden is concerned, tapping on the shoulder. It's not a big deal. You understand? But it depends on the culture. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul is saying that we are not ignorant of his device. Wow. Yeah. Don't be ignorant. See, try, try not to be ignorant too. Especially when it comes to spiritual things. Hallelujah. Yeah. Abandon the spirit of ignorance. Amen. You will not be ignorant. I say you will not be ignorant. Amen. Hallelujah. So I, we gave you various um, definitions. What the, enemy, what the enemy looks like. We can't go back. But last week we talked about the adversary. Hallelujah. You see, the adversary. That's another name of Satan. It's called the adversary. Amen. Adversary. First Peter 5.8. The opposition. First Peter 5.8. Adversary. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. It says be sober. You see, when we, all of us have been Christians before. And we go for prayer meetings. And we read this verse. That, and we say that it's not everybody that the devil can devour. Haven't you heard it before? Because... Be, your adversary, whom he, whom he may devour. It means he cannot devour everybody. That's what it means. You understand what I'm saying? It means the devil cannot chop everybody. And that's what it means. Whom he may devour. It means it's not everybody the devil can, can eat. So when we go for prayer meetings, we normally say, pray, be on fire for God, so that the, when the Satan comes, you are hot. He can't touch you. Look. Be sober. You see, just read the Bible and, and, and understand it in simple language. A lot of time, what, haven't you heard the rule? I mean, when we are strong Christians, Satan cannot bind you. And we say strong Christians are those who pray. Those who fast. You have to be on hot for fire. You have to be fire, on fire for God so that the devil cannot touch you. That's what we teach. That is what we teach. But you see, you are not reading the verse. The verse here is telling you and I in plain English that the one who the devil cannot touch is the one who is sober. Not the one who speaks in tongues. The one who is sober and vigilant is the one that the devil cannot devour. Yes. Listen to carefully. So the fact that you have come to fast for 24 hours, you have prayed in Kalamara and you are sweated and you are still proud, you are again for the devil. The only bone the devil cannot chew is the sober bone. The vigilant bone. Not the one who screams and shouts in prayers. You can scream and shout in prayer, but you are not sober. 
is why a lot of prayer, excuse me, a lot of prayer warriors become victims of Satan. Because they came before they came to pray and they sweated and they screamed. The devil, I'm hot, I'm, I'm on fire for the Lord. You are not on fire. You are still game because you are not sober. And sober means humble. <laughs> sober means humble. Sober means humility. Sober means that, look, Lord, have mercy on me. Sober. Today, when I was come driving, I'm coming, I saw it on the highway. Be sober. Otherwise, you'll be pulled over. Did you see it? Be sober. Otherwise, what? As soon as I said, this is the devil. This is how Satan does. If you're not sober, the devil will pull you over. It even rains. <laughs> I saw it on the highway. It means if you're not sober, Satan will pull you over and give you a big ticket. Sober means humility. It means humble. He gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. I had a prayer meeting. You didn't come. You should have come. He prayed for humility. He gives grace to the humble. One of the number one reason why people fail is people who are not who are proud. Because you see, everybody can make a mistake. But the humble person will accept their mistake. The proud person will refuse it. That's why you fail again. Be sober. Tell your neighbor, be sober. Tell the person, be cool. Be humble. be humble. What does the Bible say? Only by, only by pride. Only by pride. Only by pride cometh contention. Only by pride cometh what? Contention. Only by pride cometh what? Contention. So the only reason why you and I will fight is that there's pride. It's true. Be sober. So, and, and I'll show you the revelation. You see? Once you take an attitude of humility or being sober, it means that you are no longer the one at the battlefront. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. So when you become sober, you have actually hidden yourself under the grace of God. And that is enough ammo to protect you against the devil. So I don't believe myself. I started to believe myself, but I don't believe myself. I know that I am, I am who I am by the grace of God. Amen. So I don't feel cute anymore. When I was like, I used to feel very cute. <laughs> but I don't. Now I'm very cool. I know that anything I've achieved is purely by the grace of God. Amen. I know it. Now, now I've just accepted it. I, I've, I've accepted that I'm not as nice as I think I am. <laughs> I have accepted. If you don't accept it, marriage will teach you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching. Because you are not married, that's why I think you are nice. You marry and see. <laughs> Marriage will teach you that you are not as nice as you think. Oh, Joe. Yeah. You are not married. One, so, me, I forgive, bro. One brother will say that, oh, I, I'm a forgiving type. Me, I can't, I can't bear anybody a grudge. Then the pastor said, are you married? He says, no. He said, marry and see. <laughs> married and you can still forgive, then you know that. <laughs> so me, I'm cool now. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm all that adult at all. I've come to see that, look, it's by the grace of God. Hallelujah. That's why, that is why I hardly condemn people. See, if you have not done a certain mistake, it's by the grace of God. 
I'm still, I've, I've come, I'm, I'm saying, it's, it's just the grace of God. Maybe the reason why you have not fornicated because you are ugly. If we say beautiful. Say that certain certain temptations have not come your way. Don't leave your grace. I reverence. I'm you know, you are also a devil. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Be sober. Amen. I said, be sober. Be sober. Just be humble. Hallelujah. If you drive and you go and come, it's not because you're a good driver or you have a good car. It's by the grace of God. Hallelujah. If you're a girl and a boy chooses you, be sober. I'm telling them. A a boy says, I like you, you have to be sober. Don't sit away, I'm cute. You're not cute. (laughs) They are cuter ones. This mercy has located you. Yes. And don't let him regret by choosing you. What? <laughs> I said, don't let him regret by choosing you because he had other options. <laughs> I'm telling them, he had other Options and let all the sisters say, I said, let all the sisters say, let all the sisters say, yes, you have options. I'm preaching, you're treating No, no, what is saying? No, 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 I mean, I mean, she now she won't even get me. Who said she won't get you? <laughs> Let me continue preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's be sober. I've come to see that. That is why I recommend this book. Everybody, when you have a time, go and read the final quest. You see, it talks about spiritual things. That's why he, talks, he said that in, in, in the chapter, he said when the enemies were attacking, accusation, anger, he says that the saints or the Christians could not see the enemy because of pride. Because pride blinds. Pride will always blind you. Pride will always blind you. So he said that, so when wisdom came, he gave them a very ugly cloth, which was humility. And as soon as they put on the cloak of humility, they began to see the arrows of the devil. Unless you put on humility, you will never. That is why this verse, it means that the ones that, unless you put on the cloak of humility, you will never see the arrows of Satan. It takes humility to see that this is the devil. Hallelujah. That's why this verse says that your adversary the devil. So be sober and vigilant. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, be sober. 
Yeah. You see, you will win a lot when you are sober. You actually will win. Yeah. If you are come to fight with me and you come and I say, I'm sorry. What are you going to fight again? I am sorry. I beg you, chief director. Even the police. <laughs> even the police, when they stop you and you stop it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Officer, I was a bit tired. Police, I was a bit busy. Even, they are, even the police, who is looking for money for their town. But when they stop you and you start. Officer, why do you stop me? Officer, it's because I'm black. <laughs> well, officer, officer, I just want to know, put up your body count because this case is being recorded and I'll see you in court. <laughs> you stop that way. See, so don't, don't at all. I said, tell your neighbor again, be sober. Tell the person, accept that you are wrong. That's all. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. You actually win. You see, this is the key. That, that's the meaning of this verse. You actually win. Satan cannot defeat you. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Then today we're going to talk about another name. See how much we can get. Matthew chapter 12, verse 24. Skip another one. I'm preaching. Matthew 12, 24. Quickly. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out devils. He does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. But by who? But by who? You see, another name for Satan is Beelzebub. Belzebub. Belzebub. Belzebub means Lord of the Flies. Hallelujah. Lord of the Flies. Belzebub means Lord of the Flies. So they were accusing Jesus Christ. I mean, people were sick and were being cast out. They say he's operating by the, the spirit of Belzebub, Lord of the Flies. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Vivian, Beelzebub, the Lord of Flies. And flies carry disease. Flies carry disease. Hallelujah. They are agents of sickness and disease. And death. And irritation. And annoying. Look, one of the most annoying things to get a fly in your ear. I'm showing you Beelzebub. So sometimes the devil may not really attack you in a mighty way by just irritating. Sometimes some things are just irritating. They, they just disturb your peace. The Lord of Beelzebub flies disease. What I'm trying to say to you is that Satan is the cause of sickness and disease. God is not the cause of sickness and disease. I believe in medicine. I believe in taking medication. But when you are sick, first and pray. See, I'm talking about knowing the root of things. Pray. Pray. Pray because Satan is the cause of disease. 
Satan wants to kill you, and he can kill you. He doesn't care how he kills you, he can kill you by sickness. He's a murderer. Be very careful. Be very careful. He's the cause of disease. Every disease, without exception, including even your menstrual cramps. That's why I, I tell you, be spiritual. Believe in the power. Believe in healing. Believe in anointing. When the crumbs come, yes, before you take the mind off, take communion and see the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. He's the cause of diseases, sickness, and death. That's Satan. Bells him up. Bells him up. Bells him up. That's his name. I'm a doctor. I've been to medical school, but I tell you, I, I before, I went, by the grace of God, I hardly get sick. But when I get sick, I preface. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't joke with the devil. He'll kill you. He will kill you. He will kill you. Satan is wicked, though. Look, Satan can give you a disease that can disgrace you. A lot of times, the reason why people are talking rubbish to you is because of sickness. Yeah. He can literally wipe your finances. It's, the Bible says the woman had an issue of blood for 12 years and has spent all her money and was no way better. The devil can bring a disease that can financially cripple you but abide any disease. You will not be crippled by any disease. You will not be financially bankrupt by any disease. Your money is for offering to God, not to doctors. you. Every sickness, including, look, every sickness, including mental sickness. Yes. <laughs> the yes. devil is bad. Yes. The devil, including mental sickness. Yes. Yeah. He, he, look, he can, he can clothe you so much depression, you'll be surprised how depressed you are. That when you get up in the morning, there's not even the energy to get out of bed. Yeah. And when you see, and when you see that depression, do please don't blame it on your wife. Your wife hasn't done anything. You are not depressed because of your wife. You are not depressed because of your boss. You are not depressed because of your child. You are not depressed because of your husband. You are depressed because Satan has put in depression upon you. It's an evil spirit. That's why Jesus said in Isaiah, that's why Isaiah said, Isaiah chapter 61, he said the spirit of the Lord or the anointing is upon me. And one of the things that the anointing does that, to give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And depression is the spirit of heaviness. And when you are depressed, you don't need Prozac, you don't need Zoloft, you need an anointing. What breaks the depression? You see, you see, I'm not to people. It says, uh, blind, broken hearted, okay? And the garment of, to give them the, the, spirit, the, the spirit of praise for the garment of heaviness. A garment of heaviness, it's heavy. One of the signs, you see, depression makes you heavy. One of the signs of depression that there's what you call tardif, tardif dyskinesia. Tardif dyskinesia. Tardif dyskinesia. Whereby, when people are depressed, even the way they walk. Change your whole attitude. Yes. Yes. 
by the anointing, it shall be broken. Hallelujah. So Satan is wicked. There is a Bob. He can kill you. Amazingly. Hallelujah. Are you here with me, church? I bind every disease. Look, no spirit of cancer. Even the disease that runs in your family, that sickle cell, it's not from your grandfather, it's from Satan. We bind the sickle cell in the name of Jesus. We bind the diabetes in the name of Jesus. We bind the cancer in the name of Jesus. As for breast cancer, I bound it. Look, in Manhattan, I bound it in Manhattan. I pray that so far as I remain the pastor, no woman will have breast cancer. And I've carried that same anointing here. Sisters, every time touch your breast, you will not have breast cancer. One of the most wonderful things that God created was the breast. I say one of the most wonderful things that God created was what? Shaddai. Because God himself is called El Shaddai, the double-breasted one. So the breast was meant for the man to be enjoyed. Your breast was not meant to be an agent of sickness and disease. You hear me? Your breast is for wheezy. <laughs> and the way you are slipping in hands, yeah, 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 that's why he enjoys it. That is why I have released an injunction against breast cancer. It will never affect you in the name of Jesus. It must be nice. No, by Satan. Satan can destroy it. You, are, you, see, you are laughing, but you don't know the power. You don't know how deadly the devil is. Amen. His bells above. So pray, Lydia. Pray. I, I bind every satanic activity. No part of your body will be sick. You will not spend your money on physicians. You will spend your money on the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Finally for today. Another name for the devil. You see, I'm talking about the, the signs of Satan. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. 1 and 2. And you had he quickened. See, and you had he quickened. You know what? I bind every kidney disease. I cast the kidney disease. Your kidney will function. Amen. Your kidney will work right. Amen. You will not be diagnosed with any kidney disease. I bind chronic kidney disease, Amen. chronic failure. You will never be on dialysis. I cast it in the name of Jesus. Good. This one. And you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Verse 2. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the earth, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, 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 that spirit. That now worketh in the children of disobedience. Another name for the devil. You see, 
How do you know that Satan is at work? Because Satan controls the air. So he's called the prince of the power of the air. Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. So he controls the airwaves. And this time I'm standing here. The airwaves. The airwaves. He is the, con- he is the power. You see, don't say he got the whole world. God doesn't have the whole world. The one who controls social media. The airwaves is Satan. And by the airwaves, he had held many captives. He had held many captives. Many people are now under satanic influence through airwaves. The prince of the power of the air. That he will hold you. He can be on. He can hold you captive and destroy you by the airwaves, by the internet, by social media. It is Satan. He can destroy you. The prince of the power of the air. The prince of the power of the air. He controls the media. He controls the media. That is why now we have fo- now we have formally established a diagnosis in pediatrics. Now it is formally recognized. It is called internet addiction. When somebody has a, a drug addiction like cocaine addiction, and you don't give him the cocaine, the crackhead. When you don't give him the cocaine, you see that they crave for it. They are jittery. They, they can't eat because they are addicted. That is addiction. Anything whereby it is withdrawn affects your social behavior. It's an addiction. And now we have actually defined that some kids are so glued to the internet that when you take off their internet, they begin to misbehave. They are angry. They are moody. They are stamping their feet. You are addicted. Shut up the computer. Why are you muddy? Why are you banging the door? I was you are playing a game. Say shut up the game. And then you are like a crackhead that they say don't smoke. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a formally diagnosis now.
controlling you. I mean, some of you, if I ask your phone now and say, what, and, uh, if I ask you, bring, give me your phone. Now, dear teacher, if I ask you, I can get your phone by these people. If I ask you, get, get, give me your phone and let me do a history. The side that you are being on. You are begging me. Naga, should I do it? And, and this is without without any apology. You are so addicted that the food that your parent bought on you, you have you have put a password on it. Yes. Yes. No parent here should allow. Look, if I bought the phone for you, I must have access to the password. Yes. I'm preaching. I bought the phone for you, and you have put a password on it. No, I must have the password. Good policy. I'm paying the phone bill. I'm paying the phone bill. I must be able to pick up the phone anytime. The laptop and check the where you went. Don't put a block on it. If you put the block, I will break the phone myself. I bought it, I'll break it. <laughs> I bought it. I bought it. Uh, Reverend, can you break a phone? Can you break a phone? Can you break my son Kwame, he's not here, but ask Michael. Ask my son Kwame. It, can, I, can I break the phone? The phone is too small. Ask, ask, ask Ethan. One day I went to his room, I was so angry, I wasn't there for his laptop. I bought it. I lifted the laptop and crashed it. Ask him. It wasn't him, it was his older brother. I think they were shocked in the house. That a whole rabbit can crack. <laughs> He was terrified. He, like, he couldn't believe that a laptop that I have bought with my own money. I lifted the laptop like this, lifted it up, and broke it. I think he was so more shocked than. Yeah, I'm breaking it. Even a laptop, I can break it. Let the phone. I, I, I bought it for a crack it because the effect is dangerous. You see, you see, what I'm trying to say is that. You have to be careful. Listen, I, I love you guys. Be very careful. I'm not saying you shouldn't use the internet. We need it. You need the internet. Your schoolwork is on the internet. Your homework is on the internet. That's the world we live in. So you need it for your work. But when you are on, remember that Satan is also there. And unfortunately, it's not only you. They think it's only you. It's not only you. Same over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm serious. They say seventy percent of internet traffic is pornography. Do that. Seventy percent of internet traffic is pornography. 
uploading, downloading. I said 70% of internet traffic is pornography. And, see, and what you don't know is that by that pornography, Satan is destroying your youth, your life, your marriage. You are watching things that your wife cannot do. Those people are acting. And you watch. <laughs> You are, you are demanding this poor girl to be an acrobat. That's why you are not satisfied. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lift your leg. Do this. She's a Christian sister. She's born again. I beg you. After you listen to BBC, then you are bored. Then the next thing you see, you are clicking www. Where are you going to? www.blackmama.com. Are you there? <laughs> A spirit is pulling you. Look, I'm serious. You think I'm joking? I am very, very serious. You are being affected by the devil. That is why your expectations, your desire, your lust is changing. You have become unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah. The prince of the power of the air. The spirit that worketh in the church. So as much as it is good for the faith, every time you are on, be careful. Be careful. I said, be careful. I once told a young man, his program was pornography. And I said, when do you watch it? He said, usually when I'm in my room and I'm doing my work and nobody's there. So I told the, yes, so I told the person that, I told the person that now I'm going to tell your parents, bring your computer in the hallway. No longer should your computer be in your room. Yes. Yeah. Wait. By yourself. Because there's no way you go on that side when it's in the living room. No. Yeah. You don't underestimate Satan. He controls the airwaves. And a lot of things are affected. You see, I can go on and on and on. It's not only them all. It's you too. You spend so much time watching soap opera. You have been polluted by the soap opera to the point that you have become suspicious and aggressive. Your hand, soap opera, soap opera. He's cheating because all that you see on the soap opera is that he's cheating. No, this poor guy is just doing overtime at work, but because of some soap opera. That is why Jesus said, "Take heed what you hear." Sometimes, what you even get from it is fear. Some things you shouldn't watch. Yes. Some news you shouldn't listen. Yes. Because all that they need is going to talk about recession, depression, how people are being deported, and fear has entered into you. Instead of going to that side, why don't you go to dagwardmills.org and listen some prayer, listen to some faith message. Why do you want to expose yourself? Look, faith coming by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The radio can, the news can frighten you. Look, listen to the podcast. What you hear can frighten you. What you hear can frighten you. So be careful. Take heed what you hear. Because Satan is in charge of the media. Oh yeah. You don't know that you have changed over the years. 
Because now you are so used to, you have them series say, Hollywood, what are, what are, what are the series say? The, no, the wives, uh, Desperate Housewives and Royal House, I don't even know. Huh? Real Housewife of Atlanta. What else? Huh? Basketball wives. This is your husband. He cannot even shoot a tennis ball. Never. <laughs> no, be careful. I am very, very conscious of the media. Hallelujah. I, I'm very conscious. I'll tell you something. Take it from me. Even your WhatsApp message. I'm telling you something. Take it from me. It's a spiritual thing. Don't start looking at WhatsApp before you have your quiet time. You wake up in the morning, you have not even talked to God, and you are checking messages. That, you know, evil. You can just open up a message and it depress you the whole day. So before you talk to people, talk to God first. Without your quiet time, don't check your WhatsApp. I say, without your quiet time, don't check your WhatsApp. Have your quiet time, pray first before you open. Because some of them are demonic, meant to depress you, meant to sadden you. So you need to speak to God first. You wake up, the first thing you do is your WhatsApp message. Satan has controlled you already. You see, we are all under that temptation. So I made the policy that, look, without praying, I will not check my WhatsApp. Before I check that thing, I must pray. I must pray. My email, I must pray. So when I wake up, the first thing I do is I pray before I interact with social media because I know that Satan has a chance here. And therefore, if I don't speak to God first, I'm not going to open this thing. The prince of the power. I'm exposing the devil. I'm actually exposing the devil. You may think it's something benign, but it's affecting you. So block it first. Have your quiet time. Pray to God. After that, open the messages. And you see that, yes, it's a different message. But you don't do that. You wake up first thing, you check. And suddenly, your whole day is gone. Yeah. So be careful. That's Satan. Your life is too short to, 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 to be... To, your life is too short to be wasting your life in depression, happiness, depression. Look, just stay with God. Focus on God. Be a believer. Trust God. Know that his word is true. His word is sure. A, ta- a day in his presence is more than a thousand years in, in elsewhere. Trust God by his word. You wake up, have your quiet time, pray before you engage the world. Don't engage the world before you pray. Amen. Stand up to your feet and let's go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Let the church say. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. God has spoken. Let the church. Let the church say amen. Sing it again. Let the church. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say. Our God has spoken. God has spoken. Let the church. Let the church say amen. 
afternoon the bible says that the entrance of your word it bringeth light and like paul said we are not ignorant of his devices this afternoon as your word has come light has come illumination has come no longer ignorant of satan and his plans and father we thank you that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world we overcome we win we have victory in Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I pray for anyone sick here. The Bible says, Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies. You are the healing Jesus. You are the healing Jesus. We bind sickness and disease. We overcome the effect of Beelzebub on our bodies. Let the weak become strong. Let the headache go away. Let the asthma disappear. Let the back pain resolve. Let the gynecological problem resolve. Father, let there be healing. Yes, Lord. Let there be healing. Depression goes away. Let there be healing. Let there be healing. Yes. Let there be healing. Let there be healing. For the prince of the prince of the Lord of the flies has been cast out. In the name of Jesus. Amen. With every head bowed. You are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? This afternoon, you came to church. Somebody invited you or you came by yourself. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, The thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that you may have life. Real life is in Jesus Christ. Abundant life is in Jesus Christ. Life without Christ is a losing game. So whatever you may be, who you are, today take a decision for God. Take a decision for God. You are the reason why God sent his son. So if you want to become a Christian, a real Christian, not a fake one, a real Christian, born again, who has accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, so that you are sure that when you die, you go to heaven and not hell. Satan wants to take you to hell, but Jesus will take you to heaven. The peace, the prince of peace is knocking at your door. Accept him so that you have peace in your life. If you are not sure that you are born again, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Why don't you lift up your hand wherever you are standing and I'll pray for you. You want to make sure. Lift up your hand. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I want to see your hand go up. God is speaking. Young or old, God is speaking. I'm waiting. It's very important. Father, we thank you for this small afternoon. Thank you that salvation has come. Let no one perish under the sound of my voice. May no one here end up in hell. No, no, not in hell. 
No, not in hell. May they all come to the saving level of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, Amen. Put your hand together. For me. Sit now. Let the church say. You want to honor the Lord with you? We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.